Hello everyone, this is Sam, and just wanted to pop in real quick before the episode starts to explain what it is you are about to hear. This is actually an episode that Eric and I recorded at the beginning of October of last year, and uh, we never released it. We, we did a series of episodes to kind of warm up and and uh, get ourselves going, and uh, this is one of them. And the reason that we are showing this one or, or releasing this one today is because we messed up recording last week. Well, I messed up recording last week, and somehow we ended up with 45 minutes of white noise and then about a 10-minute conversation at the end. So we are going with this instead. So uh, if the sound quality is not quite as good as you're used to, um, this was before we really kind of figured things out. Should be all right, though. And... Who knows? I don't even know what we talk about in this one, but I hope it's good. Enjoy. I am. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but we, we can easily just cut off the beginning I and decide where we want to start. No, I won't. I, this is important stuff. People you know, need to know how the sausage is made. <laughs> All right. So you made a suggestion before that like part of it be sort of pre-structured, part of it not. I thought, thought maybe you made that. I well. don't remember making that, but it sounded good. Yeah. So having a little bit of planning, but the whole thing doesn't have to be pre-thought about. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think we need to do any sort of scripting here. Um, I mean, other than the script that I send you ahead of time and that you're currently reading off of, that that you need to stick to immediately. Like, exactly. All right. I spent a lot of time on those. All right. So um, what did you do today, man? What did I do today? It's Friday. So like any um, good grad student, I spent nine to noon in class hmm. being a teaching assistant, which um, basically means I just sit there. And I do other things on my computer because there's just not a lot to do sometimes. Yeah, I think in uh, that class in particular, um, most of the most of the things that need to get done are done by the professor. Yes, and I mean my role mostly is kind of outside of class and administrative stuff out there and grading things and. Um, and another, I, I guess OB is technically a. What's OB for the for the lay listener, Eric? Organizational behavior. Hmm. Sounds interesting. Tell us, tell us about it. Uh, I'm not going to, but I'm, I'm talking about the particular class. <laughs> okay. I was going to say it's very different. I, I remember taking another class in another um, one of our programs. It was an ele- more of an elective class. OB is a core class. So I, I get mm-hmm. the difference, but it was pretty much the TA. Um, interesting. Oh, it was pretty much that the TA mm-hmm. basically ran the class every week, mm. and uh, students pretty much presented every week, and the teacher just kind of chimed in. Yeah, yeah. Eh, every once in a while. <laughs> yeah, not that's not so much the uh, the format, and I'm kind of glad for it because yeah. I don't have to do a lot of prep work. <laughs> Basically, I get to reread all of this stuff in um, preparation for orals. Basically, that's which really good. is kind of helpful. You guys are using the same book, the uh, Edwin Locke book, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, good old Locke. Yeah, it, dude. All right, yeah, I got stuff to talk about. You know, Locke is a huge Ayn Rand fan. Yeah. Did I tell you that? I don't think so. Yeah, I, I think Bly might have told us both. No, no, <laughs> I, no. It's a pop. Oh, you probably so didn't much. pick up, but um, no, I discovered that before. Okay, she told you that though. I don't. Somebody told Maybe. me. Maybe you told me. Um, I didn't realize you had done this investigative work, dude. dude. He, he quotes her in the intro. I didn't realize. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Um, no, but it, it's interesting because, hey, tooth lock. I'm gonna diverge a little bit to tell you my my superstar story. I was at Psyop. And I saw this like short guy. He went, I don't remember how short he was. It was years ago. And I saw on the name tag, 
e-locker lock and i was like <sighs> i was thinking i was on the elevator with him i was like you know my, my nerd superstar i was like oh because you know i've read about you know mm-hmm. lock and latham and uh goal setting and all that stuff yep goal setting theory and um and uh i was like oh hey in psychology especially intro psychology um that is mine no that was mine did you do the first one i did the second one you're the, you're the second one. Yeah, I did the second one. I mean, you're one. the first one. Excuse no, me. I did the second one. No, this is the one. This is you. Oh, I'm one. Oh, my bad. <laughs> right, we're, we're, talk, we're talking about the headphone, headphone I'm sorry. levels. But um, so intro, psych, intro to psychology and undergrad, they mm-hmm. don't tell you that, hey, these people, a lot of them are still alive. Oh, they're yeah. Not, oh, yeah. They're not just old or mm-hmm. dead people. And it was so interesting. Um, so I didn't know. I wasn't expecting that when I went to my first... Um, SIOP conference, which is uh, the Society of Industrial Organizational Psychologists. I went there. I don't know if I was presenting that year or just going. But anyway, so actually, you know, I, I, my background is in industrial organizational psychology. Wait, did you did you chat him up on the elevator? No, I didn't. I was oh. nervous. I don't know. I was like younger than, yeah. you know, now I would. Even, you know, a few years ago, I would. What, this is what, what would you say to, to Edwin Locke if you met him on the elevator later tonight? I would say... Um, did I guess, is it Edwin? Edgar? Edward? Ed, Ed, I think it's Ed? Edwin. Edwin, okay. Well, let's just say Locke. Ed. Who knows? Let's just call him Locke. It's Locke. Yeah. I would say, hey, I thought Latham was the better one. <laughs> I thought, I, I, no, or I would say, hey, I guess you're the, you're, I guess you're Latham's Garfunkel. No. Beautiful. Garfunkel, I don't know. Garfunkel, oh, Oats and Garfunkel, I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> Simon and Garfunkel. Not, not Oats and Garfunkel. There's a, there's a comedy duo uh, named Garfunkel and Oats, okay. which they take the gotcha. second tier yeah, of Simon, Simon and Garfunkel and Hall and Oates <laughs> yeah. as a comedy duet. But um, like anyway, it. so yeah, um, so as we were reading the, um, in OB actually, we were reading the book, and obviously that book I really liked because they talked about things that I, as an IO psychologist, I'm familiar with, personnel selection, things like that, right. training, and et cetera. So I think I just Wikipedia'd him or looked him up or whatever, and uh, that's where I found out. He's a big Ayn Rand guy, and... The interesting paper, which I found, and there's probably other stuff like this, is they published letters back and forth between, I think, Avolio and, and Locke, um, talking about, like, authentic... No. They're talking about, basically, this is a gist I'm going to pull out of my ass because I don't remember exactly, but the idea of why people are motivated, sort of the altruistic... It's, it's almost mm. that altruism versus non-selfish mm-hmm. reasons uh, argument that goes on. Do You know, people only uh, pursue, um, are motivated out of their own selfish Reasons, which is a very Randian philosophy. Right. And Avolio, um, much more on the kind of positive psychology side. Yeah, exactly. Of things. Yeah. So if you can read, if you if you get a chance to read that, I don't. I don't yeah, remember I'd like the, to. See, I would like to find that. I love. I really actually enjoy when those um, correspondence are published I, back and forth between. I love it. Yeah. Because a it, it 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 it's like Oz. It pulls the curtain back, and you see the wizard, right. and you see this isn't all worked out. Mm-mm. People are people are like have disagreements. People are, um, you know, just have different. Not even theories that they follow, but different philosophies, different yeah. um, uh, on, was it ontology and mm. blah, 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 what was that? epistemology. Epistemology, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That they follow, and all that is so beautifully interesting right. to me. Right? Yeah, it's. I think sometimes, and maybe this is less for you because you have more research experience than I do. But sometimes you can look at the articles and they just seem like these like pillars. I need a pop filter. Pillars, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that you know they've obviously been peer reviewed and they're out there in books and journal, good journals. Um, 
and then you see like these correspondence back and forth or where someone is like attacking um, somebody's article and they're responding and you realize that a lot of, I mean, research is very kind of incremental process and it's, and even if something is published doesn't mean that it's like holy grail. And I, yeah. I, I understand that intellectually, but it's nice to see that yeah. as well. Yeah. And even although, you know, it goes back to that question, what do you consider scientific progress? Um. So, like you said, it's not only incremental, but things backstep, yeah, because they're challenged or other data finds other things and things like that. So it's interesting. The um, the I took a a developmental psychology, excuse me, at UWF, uh, University of West Florida. That's where I got my masters from. You guys have to have some sort of mascot, right? Because every time you say that, I want to be able to say, go whatevers. Argonauts. I don't Argonauts. know what that is. Right, it's it's a, a, a Jason and the Argonauts yeah, type thing. Yeah. yeah. All right. Argos. Go Argos. Yeah, that's what they are. Really? Yeah, don't do that. I don't, care. Right. I, I don't care. That's cool. <laughs> but, um, go Argos. Go Argos. If you shout out that, I have to shout out to my real uh, was alma mater, which is NC State University. Go Wolfpack. Wolfpack, yeah. All right. Anyway. All right. But, uh, <laughs> um, but we read like... The main thing I pulled from that class is uh, we read all like you know primary source articles, mm-hmm. like not even like the primary research article, but like the theoretical stuff. And so I, I think I mentioned this today, early when we were talking, but um, reading like early works of Bandura and stuff, mm-hmm. and like even the level of, even the distant, uh, sorry, the difference in interpretation from like when I read the original work and what other people cite that original work as mm-hmm. saying. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, hold on a second. I see this very differently. Yeah. Should we should we um, power this down a bit? Right. Yeah, sure. I see this uh, very differently. I'm like, um, I'd also like to note too. I Bandura is another one of the ones where I didn't realize was still alive. Is Bandura alive? I'm pretty sure Bandura is alive. See, that's why I want the. Computer. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll edit this out. Totally. We're do, no, we're not. we're doing on the fly checks. Bandura, he's he's alive. I'm, I'm I turned off my internet connection. Hold on. Yeah. Hold on. You you do you were on a roll and I interrupted you very rudely no, no, with my good. own little you know comment. Yeah. But okay, even if he's not alive, he didn't die that long ago, yeah. and I had him in my mind as like around like William James, yeah, which yeah. doesn't make any sense and just shows I'm an idiot. But yeah, I mean our, the field again. You, when you really you have to hmm. really sit and break it down. A bandura is a Ukrainian plucked string folk instrument. Interesting. Sorry. This is why I can't have an internet connection. Oh, plucky. Oh, plucky. Plucky. Uh, yeah, the field, field of organizational psychology is young. He's alive. The field alive. of psychology is young. All mm-hmm. this stuff, you know? It's so crazy. Albert Bandura was born December 4th, 1925. Oh, man. He's still alive. Man. He probably isn't doing so well. Age 88? I don't know. Actually, no, 88. He's probably... Yeah, he's kicking. He's doing well, maybe. I don't know. He's probably feeling very self-efficacious. Probably. He's probably looking back at his life and saying, did I... Become a, a person. I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> have I? Have I? You know. I don't know. Self-identified as whatever. I don't know. Whatever. He's a, he's a, he's a, a more than a big shot. He's a huge shot in uh, huge shot in, in psychology. Huge shot, people. Mm. Listen, I have a pop filter. Pop p p. No pops. If you if you're curious about self-efficacy, if you're curious, God. look up Albert Bandura. How do you, how do you spell that? A B E R T B A N D D U R A. Albert Bandura. Uh, look at him up, but um, yeah. For real though, his his research stuff is very interesting. Yeah. Self efficacy. One of the most uh, what 
one of the strongest predictors of lots of different org things. Yeah. Basically, can you feel like you're capable of doing something? Yeah. Yeah. That's Which important. Is, uh, you know, kind of feels good. It's important. You know who else? Uh, other, another person's research. Something has popped up. Hold on. I think because we turned off my iPad. Hold on. Oh. Hey. hey. Oh, wait. It's still recording, though. I wonder if it was. No. Hmm. That looks weird. There's no waves happening there. We'll see what lost. We had, I, turn it back on. I think it might have been because I turned off my internet and then I turned it back on and then it found an airplay uh, possibility. Whatever. So we lost a minute too. It probably gives me looking up Bandura. So we'll go back and, and edit this a little bit um, because I, I ruined our recording. It's fun. I don't even remember what you were talking about from the beginning. I'm sorry. Please continue. <laughs> you were being so intellectual. Like going somewhere, saying something smart, and I'm the one who derailed us. And I feel like that's not usually my role. I think you need another beer. I'm not even halfway through I this think one. You should get through that one and get another one. All right, I will. And you can just monologue while I do that. Um, I got nothing else to say right now. I ruined it. I feel so bad. No, I wanted to hear what you had to say. What I said. What I was. You were saying. talking about Bandura and. Oh, well, I was about. To, I was about to get into like um, another psychologist. Okay. Which I don't see really used in any sort of research at all i just remember reading one of those books which part of it let's say half of it is all about like um psychotherapy you know like uh, therapy and stuff which i don't really get into but uh carl rogers mm. yeah he was one of the humanists yeah i like i like his sort mm-hmm. of thoughts mm-hmm. about uh on relating to others and like sort of the human experience mm-hmm. uh in connection with others sometimes you see um He'll be kind of cited as an original kind of forerunner to positive psychology. Um, But the way that you usually hear him talked about is how there were people who were kind of taking this approach or this, um, you know, the positive psychology approach of like kind of looking at the positive end of the continuum. But what his approach lacked was the solid empirical Mm -hmm. work. Which is yeah. so so, psych- so positive psychology is kind of sensitive about distancing itself from the tradition of the humanists, Rogers, and, and yeah. so forth. Well, that's a th- isn't that where positive psychology comes in, taking these theories mm-hmm. and testing them? Yeah, and doing and like doing up? like legitimate science on them. Yeah, yeah, part of it. I mean, it's at least a starting point. Yeah, I think. I mean, look, man. Right now, we're always told for every type of research, everything has to be built off of some. Uh, theoretical framework, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But I mean, a lot of this stuff that we end up studying now, it came off of most, it came off of someone's observation of the world. It, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's almost like, are we so far into it? Which again, I still think we're a very young mm-hmm. um, ology, you know, relative to other stuff, you right. know, um, relative to like the natural sciences and things like that. Mm-hmm. Are we not too young? Or are we not, are we not, are we past the point where you can just, I observe I'm thinking, I philosophize a bit. I got an idea. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So for some reason, it feels like we are. Even the scientists are going that way. I remember someone having a good example of saying like, someone like Albert Einstein could never get published nowadays. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a person just with ideas, ideas, ideas. Just thinking. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Because they're so yeah. out of the box. Can out of the box thinking really yeah. get you anywhere nowadays? Right, so you're you're saying basically the need to connect whatever your research idea is to previous theory and previous things that have been done is kind of preventing that like purely like truly creative, brand new thought on the line of like relativity theory of relativity. Yeah. On and that, that you still end up 
empirically testing and look for evidence. Right, and all that right. Stuff. But it's not necessarily the seed, building. Can there be new seeds now? I think so. I think I think because I, you know, I guess the idea of like positive psychology flow and all that stuff. I guess it's not those, a new seed. Even new seeds, no, right? not even close I, to new seeds. I don't even think new now. But I'm saying is yeah. people will say you know it started with Seligman and Trixie. Mm-hmm. In terms of uh, the constructual definition and, and stuff. These are, yeah, started, these, in, started in full, Aristotle. Aristotle. Yeah, yeah, I was about to say, that's, fly, yeah, that's philosophical, yeah. 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 So back then they couldn't test anything. It was yeah. just... You thought about it real hard. Thought made about logical, it. Try to make logical arguments. Try to make logical arguments. Things that really didn't... Where that wasn't even really a, a thing that would prove anything. I mean, you could logically prove almost anything. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think... I don't know. The, the biggest people... And theories that we study, I think, a lot of times are examples of that. I mean, I think so. Cheek sent me high with the flow yeah. stuff. I don't, I don't know if we're gonna come across another cheek sent me high like anytime soon. Like his, he, if you, have you ever taken a class with him? No, I haven't. He's really philosophical. Sometimes the class feels more like philosophy than psychology. Yeah. But he he did good empirical work with this kind of very new idea, and that it, the idea of flow kind of came out of his observations. And I'm trying to think like what. He connected it to theoretically, um, like in, in like in the seventies when he was first starting. I don't know off the top of my head, but I think that's an example of kind of a, a new seed type idea. And having those ideas though, that's tough. And like you said, getting those published is even tougher because of the kind of just expectation about how research is done now mm-hmm. in building off of previous theory, previous work. Yeah, I wonder what's the, like the most newest sort of. Th- New new thought to come about in the area of let's say organizational psychology. Yeah, right. That's I don't good, know. That's a good question. It's a good question. I mean, the hot. We'll stuff. be right after this. Break. <laughs> we'll be right back after this. Yeah, let break. me let me Google that real quick. <laughs> Newest idea. Well, I mean, one of the biggest things in psychology now is obviously all the neuro stuff, and mm. just because the tools for for measuring brain stuff is better. getting is getting so much better. Yeah. There, you can ask more interesting research questions now, but. That's not a new. That's that's an that just shows improvement in tools. Yeah, exactly. you ask different questions. Yeah, so neuroscience can really connect any field yeah. of psychology. Yeah, um, you know, I remember years ago we were talking about that. You know, about basically how neuroscience is going to, I guess, create new subfields or whatever you want to mm-hmm. call it. Because again, you can apply it to work. You can apply it to any anything of psychology. But I don't know this debate. I don't even know if it was a real debate, but that's the idea of why. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Do you always need to get a brain scan of what a person is doing at that moment too? Like, yeah. you know? I remember. I don't remember which of our professors is super critical of it. I remember in our first year, um, it doesn't matter who it was, but somebody was just very critical of the idea. Basically, like, what does all this this neuro um, empirical work show us? Basically, that certain parts of our brain light up when mm-hmm. we're doing certain things or thinking certain things. Like, what? How is that helpful? Yeah, um, I mean, it's definitely helpful. I would say. When it comes to strokes down, and surgery, brain stuff? surgery, yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, better, best not cut into that, <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, yeah, but we've been learning things about that since like a long time ago, it's true, because they've been doing real experiments, <laughs> that been, and they, you, they've been really going into people's heads, well, that and occasionally <laughs> you get lucky and you get somebody walking into your emergency room with like a pipe through his head, yeah. Killing one part of his brain. Phineas, What's that guy's name? Gage. Phineas Gage. Yeah, Phineas Gage. <laughs> Which is that psych one on one we have yes, between us? Yes, <laughs> yes. Which is how the term gauge got used to measure the diameter of pipes. No, I'm joking. Okay, I don't know. but it's, it's, it sounds like <laughs> terrible. And what gauge is that? Or like gauges, you know, yep. uh, diameters and stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What if what, what if that was the truth? <laughs> because the guy got a pipe through his head. 
yeah. and lived oh, and lived. I, dude, intro psych. Finny, hearing about that to me was so fascinating. Yes. I don't remember the details other than he was egregiously injured and somehow survived, and but it killed a certain part of his brain or like knocked yeah. out part, part of his brain, and he had behavioral things. Yeah. I just, I just heard a story through another friend. And I wish I would have known about this because I would ask more questions. This guy's going to the doctor already, so and I'm not a doctor, so. But um, another buddy of mine apparently a couple of years ago, uh, he was he got in some sort of fight or whatever. No, he didn't get in a fight. Some there was some tra- like stampede or trampling. People started running. I don't know. Oh, okay. And he People. got he got knocked over and mm-hmm. hit his head. But he said after that, like he can't like really taste things well. What? That'd be terrible. Yeah. Like you know what I'm saying. And my other buddy who knows him better, he was like. I think something he's been acting different though too. Mm. You know what I mean? That's yeah, that's intense. The brain injury stuff, don't mess around. Yeah. They've said that um all this stuff might is probably correlational or whatever, but mm. I think it's interesting. Again, the topics that we bring up aren't necessarily uh, based on like <laughs> intense research. True experimental research, <laughs> intense. Um, this is just two guys who are happening to drink beer and talking to each other. Yeah. We have basic knowledge of many things. <laughs> um, but uh, they were talking about, they were, I guess, athletes who I think commit suicide or something like that. Uh, they yeah. still at NFL brains. players. Yeah. Have that, I don't know the technical term, but like enlargement of the brain. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, they look at, you know, how many concussions people take to the head and mm-hmm. all of these things, man. And it's, you know, the funny thing is, it's not, it's not like oh, I get hit in the head, I'm acting differently all of a sudden, but it's like the buildup. Mm-hmm. Like they're, they're connecting that to like um, ALS. Uh, brain, uh, mm-hmm. brain injuries and stuff. Um, yeah, like it's it's almost like um, it's almost like this cell phone. Okay. Okay. Eric uh, is now holding a cell phone. I'm holding a cell phone in my hand. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you can drop it, and you may not mess up the outside, mm-hmm. but you're jiggling around something in the middle. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like the important bits. You getting you getting the bits. You getting the bits all messed up. <laughs> hey, Mister, you getting the bits all messed up? Um, then yeah. eventually, then one eventually, day it doesn't turn on. One day it doesn't turn on. You look at it. Oh, my screen isn't cracked. I don't yeah. understand. Yeah. No, then you you met you, you messed forget up about a- all the bits I got jiggled. Yeah. So you're saying our brains are bits and we're jiggling them. We need to stop jiggling. Stop those jiggling bits. our bits, dude. As we talk about this, I'm currently nursing a literally one week headache. Um. So now I feel like I need to go to the doctor. <laughs> so I'm not. I don't. I never get headaches, and I've been seriously nursing a headache for. A week. Are you dehydrated? No, and like I've been trying to like self-correct this. I drink a crap ton of water. Do you have spinal meningitis? Uh, I'm a high, I mean, not I, every, not, not a, that I'm aware of. I'll be a hypochondriac for you. you <laughs> Thank you. You have spinal meningitis. And and normally when I get headaches, it's like the front or the mm-hmm. temples. It's like the back side. Uh, What's that, that mean? Like a stress headache. What's part? Nah, and it might be actually. Way, I don't even know if it's a real thing. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds good. I mean, yes. I feel pretty stressed out sometimes. Yeah. I don't know. I hope it goes away, though. That's that's all it you got to do, right? You just hope real hard, and then things fix themselves. You may try to, like, and I say this, and not that I do it, like, meditate mm. or just try to relax. Mm. Not necessarily yeah. sleeping, but in the moments, you know. You can't you can't read this card from where I'm sitting, but that card that's on my whiteboard right there. Yes, sir. It says, the ability to generate power is directly proportional to your ability to relax. Ah. Where did you get this card from? It's uh, so you know, you've heard me talk about getting things done, David yes. Allen. Yes. So I'm doing a little work with this company, and they gave me this gift. And one of the gifts was this like pack of cards that have little sayings from his book, mm-hmm. and that's one of them. Yeah. So I've just been taking one, kind of like at random each week, putting it on my whiteboard, occasionally writing about it. I thought nice. that was a good one. It's good, particularly relevant for this week because 
a lot of things going on. Yeah, definitely. You know, two points to that. And also, he's a big martial artist guy, so that connected to martial arts. Really? Like, if you think about, you know, small people who can break boards with their hands, yeah. it's not that they are necessarily like huge and like ripped. It's how much power they can generate. And you can't generate a ton of power if you're all tensed up. I have three points. Oh, God. Let me write this down. So point one. All right. Point one. Uh, that I think I've probably told you this. Okay. When you used to say David Allen Coe. <laughs> yes. You thought that. I thought you were talking about David Allen Coe, this, this country singer. singer who kind of makes some racist, you know, <laughs> racist songs. Yeah, I'm not. And in, I thought you kept on saying that. I'm like, oh, that's not. Okay. Yeah. David well, Allen Company. Company. Yes. Sometimes I abbreviate to David Allen Coe. Um, point two. Yes. Yeah, man, I, I think I need to start doing that back. So here's the thing. I always worry about like making a subtle change because people mm-hmm. would be like, oh, you're doing this new thing. Mm-hmm. But I, in Florida, or even um, a, couple, you know, a year before I went to Florida, I used to have like quotes on mm-hmm. the wall. Like, mm-hmm. Not even necessarily inspirational quotes, but mm-hmm. almost philosophical yeah. um, things like that, like all over my fridge, like all over my fridge, and just things that would sort of, uh, in, you know, couple on my wall and stuff like that, placed in my halls and stuff like that. So you read it. Doesn't offer necessarily because they're not all inspirational, but it's all, almost offers like a sort of, it's like almost like a quick, it's almost like mm-hmm. a quick sort of a, um, a quick mini meditation. Like it, like a, you read it and it's like ah, oh, it grounds you. Yeah, you know I, I, mean? I don't, I don't want to delve too deep into my thesis here, but you're using self leadership strategies. Is that yeah. yeah? One of the one of those is basically doing things to your environment to help motivate you or remind you yeah. or, or help you just do the things that you want to do. Yeah. So. And honestly, some of this wasn't even about doing, it was about being. Yeah. Oh you yeah. Know? Um, Ooh, that was deep. Tell me more. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to go, I'm not going to go deeper than that, but yeah, just uh, like I said, um, like, yeah, quotes about being, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I need to, and, and so my point is like, I almost want to kind of do that now. Cause I have a bag full of you know yeah. stuff I printed out, like some of the ones I kept, and I was like, if I, hey, I don't, it's a shared fridge. Um, mm. B, if I start putting it up now, people are going to be like, oh, why are you doing that? I'm like, oh. it's, it's like, like yeah. when I start growing out my beard. No. Why are you growing out a beard? I I've, love when you I've, have a beard. I just want to put that out there. I've grown out a beard. Yeah. Like, that's what I do. Yeah. Like, you know, and I just don't want it. I was just like, yeah. I got annoyed a little bit. I'm going to say, yeah, why, why, why? I don't know. Just, don't, just let it roll off but, your back. Because my quotes aren't up. Yeah, my, you need, yeah, quotes, quotes aren't up because your quotes aren't I'm up. You grounded. can't put your quotes up. I'm not so grounded. now you're not. So your quotes aren't up. I might put my quote. This, this. I love me, quotes. Me verbalizing this might make me put these quotes up. Right. At least in my room. We can, uh, we put one and, in the office today. And there's also they're yesterday. Also, they're also very. Uh, it's printed off, printed off on paper. So they're they kind of okay. tattered now. You know what I'm gotcha. saying? Maybe I'll type them up and print them back out. But yeah. I don't like Bruce Lee quotes and stuff. Uh, Bruce um, Lee is the or was yeah. the man. Yeah. He had a lot of quotes about you know you know being like water uh, mm-hmm. things like that yeah mind like water that's and, another David Allen talks about mind like water all the time and, and that's what the, my third point was with the whole martial arts man mind like water man that that is a way of being that's not a doing mm-hmm. quote that's mm-hmm. not a getting that's not a getting it done quote in terms of I have to do anything but it's almost like this is the state that's going to get it done yeah you know what I'm saying that sort of fluidity that flexibility that yeah. that almost um, yeah just that. Ready to adaptability, and 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 what I my favorite part of that metaphor is that mind like water. So if you throw something into water, the water doesn't mm-hmm. overreact, it doesn't underreact, it reacts exactly how it should when you throw that size thing into mm-hmm. it, and that's what I try to strive for in kind of how I go throughout my my work day as well too. Like don't get too high, don't get too low, just respond kind of as you should to, to yeah. each thing. It's tough, dude. 
Jiu-jitsu. I, I know. I right. Yeah, I want on here, but I, I look forward uh, to my weekly update of you getting beat up by a, a small <laughs> child. No, I think I do roll with the younger guys there. But you know what that teaches me to do? It teaches me not to just use my strength and muscle mm. little kids. Yeah. yeah. Which then also translates, and I'm saying this when I go against other white belts mm-hmm. who are a little bit, you know, bigger. But mm-hmm. I'm still, I'm still a little bit bigger than them. But they're grown men. They're like mm-hmm. your size. Yeah. yeah. Um, Closer to your size. And. Um, last time I went in, I remember using very little energy, very little, very little strength. Mm-hmm. I'm not even winded, and the other person is just struggling, struggling, not relaxing, not My, doing like, what your coach says. Yeah, yeah, you know. And I'm sitting there, just even when they're on top of me, just gently uh, push the knee back, gently adjust, push their hip, control their body, which is very. I mean, I'm using force. I'm not, mm-hmm. I don't want to yeah, yeah. understate, you know, but I'm not, I'm not doing any sort of power. Like I right. definitely could definitely push them directly mm-hmm. off of me. Just controlling them, just controlling them fluid. And mm-hmm. I, feel, I feel them go one way, you know, and it, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so crazy. And this is how I feel when like smaller people who are higher belts mm-hmm. got with me. Get with you, yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, oh, this is so fascinating. Yeah. Um, and that's why, I'm, that's why they make it seem I mean, this black belt, he'll come there. He's like, he looks like he's half tired. He has his eyes closed kind yeah. of, um, and not cause he's sleeping, but yeah. now I kind of get it. He's kind of just feeling me. Yeah. You know, if I, if I move this way in some rigid state, he just, oh, okay, no, no, yep. little, a little push, a little push here. And then you're done. Then you, then you, <laughs> then, then you got nothing. Yeah. Um, and so the idea of, I, I like this, the idea of like, you know, water does, water does what it does mm-hmm. essentially. Right. And, it's not that you have to put in more effort than you need, mm-hmm. or it shouldn't you shouldn't put in less effort than you need, but put in this, mm-hmm. put in what is needed. You know what I'm saying? Um, certainly, if you're about to get choked, get out. But yeah, react, react as you react. Yeah, good stuff. I look like I'm look. I look feel like I'm boring you, Sam. Eric. It's Samuel. literally, it's literally impossible for you to bore me. I was just mind like watering ah. while you were talking. I was just, I was not overreacting. Ah. I may have been slightly underreacting. <laughs> so I'm not, I'm not a black belt at, at talking to you yet. Okay. I'm sorry, man. I'm also out of beer. So I was kind of just getting a little sad about that. Hey, let's get some more beer. All right. We're All not right. going to pause it. You want me to get it? You no, talk? I'll go. You, you talk. I'll, I'll go get it. Okay. You want another one? Yeah. yeah of course. Okay. Of course, please. So Claremont, um, our school is located in Claremont, uh, California. So I'm going to use this quote or whatever people, uh, I kind of hate when people say it, but people say, describe it as a city with trees and PhDs because that's about all that's here. Um, so there's mainly the school here. Uh, people do live here. Very small town. I wouldn't even call it a city. Um, and it seems to be the only, I guess, city in California, or no, not in California, excuse me, in this sort of area that does have nice green landscape. It's very interesting. So they do a good job. In, I, don't, I, don't know if, I don't know what the cost of living is here technically, but uh, they do a good job of um, keeping it green, even though there's a water, uh, water drought or whatever. But uh, I was talking about Claremont being the city of trees and PhDs. Mm. And One of the most pretentious city mottos I've ever no, heard. Is that is that a motto? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I was so hesitant. I was like, I think this is a quote people say. I hate I hate it, but this is how to describe it. I don't it. know if it's the official motto, but I've heard other people say I, it. I think it's on the website. It is pretentious, but guess what? It fits. Because oh yeah, it does. There's well, not necessarily PhDs, but there's a college, you know, 
Tons university of colleges. Setting. Seven colleges. Yeah, but but it's not a college town at the same time mm-hmm. because the universities themselves, universities, excuse me, the universities, I can't say it. Universities. Universities themselves. Mr. Grad student, stay tough word. So, man, I got a heavy tongue. <laughs> um, they stay within themselves. So, you know what yeah. I'm saying? It's, uh, it's kind of weird. But uh, in terms of the trees, though. Trees are huge. Trees are huge. And it's yeah. if you drive out, the greenery doesn't look as green. No, you can go you know? five miles east or west. And you're in like actual like Southern California scrubland. I wonder why that is. Like, I heard. Oh, I mean, it's connected to the the schools. When the schools were founded a long time mm-hmm. ago, their initial rich white guy founders came mm-hmm. coming from the East Coast, wanted to make it look like that. Ah, uh, hence big trees, very green. I mean, I well, one of the first things I noticed when I first moved here from the Midwest is walking through the campuses. I felt like I was in the Midwest. Yeah, really green, really big trees and stuff. So that, and just look around too at like the names of the roads around here. They're all mm. universities. A lot of them from Bowling the East Green. Coast. Yeah, you're, Bowling, you live I live on, on my well, alma mater. Maybe we shouldn't say <laughs> he lives on somewhere. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. Don't be creepy. The stalkers. Um, Stop but stalkers. Look at downtown Harvard. Yeah. Dartmouth, things like that. Yeah. So I think it comes from that. I don't know. Yeah. I think we'll have we'll have my girlfriend on here sometime. She has learned things about the history of the town because her like her mom. Did a bunch of research. Mm. It's an interesting place, though. It's very weird. It's not like a typical Southern California town. Uh, so I don't want to interrupt you. Were you on a good monologue about our, our beautiful city? Uh, No. I was, okay. I was just saying. I heard you, as I came back, you were struggling for the word for drought. No. Yeah. No. I, I was going to say <laughs> water something. But I, I, then I was going to say, I could have just called it a drought. Shortage? Uh, shortage. That's right. Yeah. I could have said drought. Yeah. Is, but then I was like, is all these, all these thoughts went through my head all at once. Mm-hmm. Then I was like, is drought, does it only apply to water? No, drought could be anything, right? I guess, but I mean, context clues of you talking about a town in Southern California, I think the assumption is water. Yeah, yeah there's not a lot of water, yeah, but there's still a sand drought as well. A sand drought, yes. Wait, no, not getting this. There's no sand drought here. I was going to say sandstorm, as in like sand coming from the sky, but sandstorm is actually a real thing, so never mind. Yeah, yeah. So this has been a Grammar Hour with Eric and Sam. <laughs> um, my buddy... Who you know, won't mention his name, but he just got Steve a new phone. I'm excited to see if I can figure out who it is. He just got a new phone. Okay. An Android phone. I don't know who it is yet. Keep um, going. And it's uh, the Cyan- Cyanogen mod, or Cyanogen. Okay. It's their phone, the OnePlus One. Okay. That's what it's called. It's a big screen. It's like 5.5 diameter. Mm-hmm. But it has, um, how he's called, I haven't looked it up, but it felt, the text the texture on the back was very interesting. I was like, mm-hmm. what is that? He goes, it's sandstone. What? And I was like, well, I, I think the fact doesn't seem that. like an ideal material right? for a because, phone because it's uh, sedimentary, sedimentary rock. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I don't know, but maybe I was like, maybe it's hardened with something else, or maybe it's yeah, like, like a glaze like a on or something. Or something. Yeah. But the texture of it was really nice. It felt yeah. good to the hand. Other, uh, the phone was huge, but yeah. um, real nice just texture. It felt good. Hmm. Um, that's what you talking to, me talking about sand. You talking about sand <laughs> made me think about the day. The sand phone was this phone. It's the Cyanogen One Plus One. That's it, pretty awesome. I want. It looked pretty slick. Maybe I can like bedazzle my phone with some sand. Hmm. Just get some glue on it and dip it in the sand. Uh, I'm gonna say, don't do that. No, don't do probably that. feel good though. You should do, you should do it with the uh, precursor of sand. The uh, what makes sand? Rocks. No. Yeah, actually, that's right. <laughs> Where are you going? No, no. That? What is what does sand make? I don't know. Glass. Yes, that's okay. Of, <laughs> yeah. Glass. glass. Oh, hold on. Sam, Sam. This. I just made myself look like an idiot. Let's uh, find the timestamp and uh, get rid of it. Um, but uh, glass. I was going to say, you should glue glass to it. Mm. Sure. 
Just do it. Okay. And it, you, your hand will be the only one that fits between the crevices because you set it up right around your finger, fingers. Oh, you're exactly. talking about like, you a, like a little like. Yeah. So like, yes. Like a holster almost. Yeah. So nobody else can touch it unless mm. they have your same like finger lengths and widths. Wow. That's really protective. And you got some weird hands. Right. You got weird hands. All right, fine. I got weird hands. Uh, you're supposed to challenge that. No, so I, I thought we were doing like an improv thing where no. I say, yes, and. Yes, I have weird hands, and no. they're going to touch you now. <laughs> uh, you are going after my beard, you <laughs> slick. You slick dog. Awesome. Here I was trying to be a good improv partner, and you just dropped the ball. Why don't you join an improv group? Because I'm obviously not good at it. I just tried to, to, to hand you something, and you dropped it. There's a Claremont Improv group. Yeah, tell us about it. There's a CGU. I, I heard they kind of suck. CGU improv group. We're okay. We're improving. You guys are We're good. Growing. It's called Pure Human Debauchery. Hmm. What's that acronym? PhD. Huh. Oh, it's so Where did you guys come up with oh, that? Double entendre. That's not really, but it's not a double entendre. No, not really. I'm, I'm losing. I'm losing points. Let's. We should keep points during this yeah, podcast. Yeah, you're at like negative ten. I used to actually um. When I worked with I worked with children with autism a few years ago, several years, actually many years ago, and um, I would play this game, and I, I don't remember what what they actually called it, but this is what I called it was like, "Don't ruin the day" or something like that, <laughs> where the kid would start off with points, uh-huh. with, you know, things he got challenged, whatever, he would basically lose the points. Okay, like if he was being, like, you know, is this best practices or did you come up with this? No, no. Uh, again, I think I changed the name. Okay, but, yeah, it's, yeah. It's like I don't know if okay. it's best practices, but it's one of those okay. sort of things. It's not some not just some Eric creation. No, nah, because okay. honestly, dude, because at least with some, I, I don't want to make it um, generalized to everyone mm-hmm. with autism because it very it definitely is a spectrum of yeah. uh, disorder, or whatever. But um, it's almost like the logic and rational stuff works. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like. Oh, well, if this happens, then this will happen. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Without the whole emotion involved. You know yeah, I mean? that's a good point. Um, so it was interesting, yeah. Not, not so you would take away their points? What happened? How many points could uh, you take away? I, I don't remember any specifics about oh. that. Yeah. And that was only one one of the kids I worked with. Oh, okay. With, that we gotcha. kind of had that set up. Other ones Sometimes I would do that with my high school students. Yeah. I, I, would, like, I would take away their points. Then something bad would happen if they got to zero or negative. What did you but do? I don't what did remember. you do? Nothing. nothing Is it going to get you arrested? <laughs> oh, God. Uh, <laughs> no, I gave them more homework. Uh, okay. Probably made them not talk to each other. <laughs> Whatever. I was I was a good teacher. <laughs> you should just force feed them hamburgers. They'll love it at first, but they'll, ha- they'll hate it at the end. Sure. Whatever. I'm all about meat recently, by the way. We yeah. talked a little bit about my transition. I've just been all over the meat. And I don't even care about you giggling over there about my terminology because I'm just embracing it. Yeah. I'm embracing the meat. Embrace the meat, sir. I am. Yeah. I forgot how great that stuff what, is. What have you been eating? Like beef? Hmm. I've had a couple uh, kielbasas. I had some a couple burgers. I had a hot dog. By the way, I did ask, are there cupcakes and meats left from the cookout? Yeah, no, they're not. Damn. Right. Well... Oh, there was three kielbasa left, and I had all three today, <laughs> which is not good. Yeah, you're, you're, you're I'm on a, I'm on like a, it's like a meat binge. Mm. I'll, I'll get back to equilibrium here pretty soon. God, these peas. I got to get a pop filter. I apologize to everyone. It's delicious. It's delicious. Um, so yeah, meat's good. Cool. Cool. So we've hit all the high points. We've hit Bandura, meat, children with autism. Uh, is there anything else on our list? We did not have a list. <laughs> Come on, you're ruining it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, we did not have a list. As we got ready to record here today, I uh, it didn't feel like it had been a week since we recorded. I think that's just a matter of how busy I am right now. I was like, how is it possible 
that a week has gone by. Feels shorter. Yeah. Oh my god, it feels like we recorded yesterday. Time traveling, man. Time travel. Yeah. Maybe that's what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. I could use one of those. Yeah. It could be. I mean, all right, we were talking about flow earlier, but which they talk. Oh about yeah, all flow. The time. Yeah. But I don't think that's flow. Like well, it, a lot of my. I mean, luckily, so yeah, I'm super busy, but I'm working on like for the most part, relatively meaningful things for yeah. me. So yeah, I do spend it. I think at least part of every day. You drink coffee? In flow. Oh yeah, two cups in the morning. That's it. Tea in the afternoon usually. Beer when I podcast. Tea is like a little. Well, I think it's less the caffeine, and I guess like drinking a hot liquid when I'm working. Mm-hmm. It makes me like it tricks my brain into thinking like it's work time right now. Like I'm drinking a hot liquid. I don't know why. Drinking, drinking something hot probably engages, um, you know, the body's you know wants to be in equilibrium or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it probably engages. Um, <laughs> yeah, I wonder where you're going with this because um, I don't, I didn't know you were biology expert. No, not, here. <laughs> not at all. But like, um, it engages the, no, the, the me- stomach. No, nah, the mechanisms that try to help you achieve equilibrium. So okay, like, and how is that related to me feeling like I want to work? Um, it's like when you work out. Okay, your body is like um, your body's warmed up. Yeah. So like in in, my, in the morning, um, it's totally different. But not not just caffeine, not just caffeine. Obviously, caffeine gets your blood going and all that stuff. But um, I shake so sometimes I'll put some cayenne pepper. Okay. Just get that heat All right. going. I, I don't know. And I'm thinking maybe hot water might do the same thing. Maybe. In terms of I think, uh, Yeah, I don't know. It I was gonna say maybe it helps keep me awake, but I also like drinking hot like liquid at night to make me go to sleep. Oh really? Uh, warm so, milk? No, I don't actually. Uh, I I went through a phase like early in high school where I was like a super insomniac and I tried everything then. Yeah. So I tried warm milk then. It was just kinda gross. Mm. Not a big fan. The thing is, you have to get it straight from the source. Right from the cow? Right from the titty of the cow. Of the goat? Oh, sorry. Let I me. like goat milk. <laughs> it's, it's a latch onto a goat. Um, I just went into Wolf's Mark. No, 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 I don't want to advertise. I'm not advertising anybody. I just went to, into a market. Yeah. And they had like the raw milk and stuff there. I was <laughs> like, huh. Yeah, I might try it out. It's expensive. It's too expensive. I, I would try it out, except... Do you ever watch Portlandia? Uh, yes. <laughs> There's the one like this yeah. small skit yeah. that they do with the two milk scientists, yeah. and the one time they held up like raw milk and it was like half blood. Yeah. Like, and I was like, I almost threw up, and yeah. I knew it's not actually what raw milk looks like, but now it's stuck in my head. Like this is raw milk. Yeah, I stopped drinking milk for a while. I mean, let me preface this and say I love milk. I typically drink skim milk, a mm. or two percent. All right. So people, when I drink skim, people are like oh, you're just drinking water, which yeah. whatever. But I, I love milk. Like I can drink. But the milk challenge thing, they, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it. But and I think I milk. could, I think I could make a huge dent on that and be good. Because I would just sit and glass of milk, chug it, glass of milk, chug it, <laughs> glass of milk. I mean, I, I love milk. Again, I drink the skim milk for the most part, yeah. so maybe that's different. It's not the whole milk. Yeah. But then I, um, it was around the same time. Again, I told you I'm off and on, sort of vegetarian, mm-hmm. but not, not, not really. I have been though. Mm-hmm. Like, and. Uh, on the, one of the pita sites, I saw like this whole thing about milk and the mucus and all that stuff, Ugh. and it grossed me out. It turned me off on milk, Ugh. so and I stopped drinking milk for a very long time. And then I think I also read something about it, it and some type of cancer or something like that. So I was like, you know what? I just stopped drinking milk. But then I've I've got actually. Are you I guess, back on milk now? No, not not as much. Really? I'll get it sometimes when I crave it. Yeah. Um, but I'm not, but I don't drink it. What still as much. is it about certain foods that makes you not just thirsty, but thirsty specifically for milk, like? Eating a warm cookie or an Oreo, I get thirsty after I eat those, but not for water. I don't don't give me a glass of water. Give me a glass of milk. Maybe it's nostalgia. Maybe did you did you eat cookies and milk as a kid? I mean, I guess, but it wasn't like a 
It's been so big, like event. If it's thing. been so branded together, but no, yeah, no, it's milk, like I mean, socialization. If it's like, a, if it's like a chocolate chip cookie, like chocolate milk is a staple. You know what I mean? It's almost like that blend. Maybe mm, I don't know. There's something interesting. It's there. interesting. I wish some nerd socialization would start or that. genetic. Is it just genetic the, need by, to by have the, milk with cookies? By the, I'm almost. I'm almost. Let me say with my, with my pretentious doctorate. I'm almost 100 percent positive that. It is not a genetic need. Necessity. <laughs> it's not one of the basic uh, instincts that we're born with. Do you have <laughs> milk and cookies? Do you want milk and cookies? <laughs> we didn't. All right. I, I, I guess I, I, I can I believe some, that. Uh, I want some milk and cookies. It reminds me of Bernie Mac. Uh, Bernie Mac stand-up. You seen The Kings of Comedy? You ever seen that? Yeah, sure. All right. Anyway. Bernie Mac, <laughs> he's like... Uh, he has, he, I know he, who Bernie Mac is. He has his um, stepkids or whatever and... One of his kids comes down and goes, "What are cookies?" And <laughs> like I don't know, like basically looking for cookies, like being just rude. I'm not doing it justice at yeah, all. Well, but... you know what people love is when you impersonate uh, other people's stand up routines. Yeah, that's the best thing. My impersonations sound like <laughs> me, and that's about it. <laughs> Where I went to undergrad, you could there was a store you could order fresh cookies. They would make them to order and deliver them to you. How much did they cost? You get four of them for like less than ten bucks, and they were like big, big as my face. Oh. And they always had like four, like chocolate chip, yeah. peanut butter, sugar cookie. And then they had a rotating cookie of the day, each day of the month. And they were insane good. And I've never seen a store like that anywhere else. Interesting. Um, so we're back with Sam and Eric, or Eric and Sam in the morning. I like Sam and Sam. And, yeah, Sam and Eric. Go Sam first. I like Eric and Sam. Hmm. Eric and Sam? We're going to we're gonna have to resolve this. Yo, I'm the main dude. I'm the king of this podcast, Sam. Yeah, but Sam only has one syllable, so it's a nice way to just kick it off. Dude. And then you end it with a nice round Eric sound. It's not round. It's, it's, got, it's got an angle. Okay, yeah, it has a nice end point. It's 90 yeah, degrees. Yeah, you right, right. It's not round. It has a nice it's 90 end degrees. point. Eric. 90 degrees. It's got points. Yeah. I yes. Know. We'll work on it. This isn't the name of the podcast anyway. I know. We're the Welcome back to the file drawer. A, a podcast. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh man! I like I said, this one, that fourth one. I'm still enjoying this. I enjoy this. We're doing this for ourselves, and if other people happen to enjoy it, great, right? Mm-hmm. It's for us. It's for us yeah. to sit down, have a nice little chit chat. Yeah. I don't get to see you very often. You know, once a week. That's not actually That's not true. true at all. <laughs> um, I'm gonna start using this in the future, though. Sorry, mm-hmm. I'm gonna start thinking about like bouncing uh, research ideas. Good. I know you're like yeah. You're also the. Research. I'm, I'm you, you are the research person. GD boss yeah. in the research. Yeah, what am I talking about? This is perfect. This is perfect right here. Yeah. I interviewed you today. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. But even like also, yeah, and let's maybe, talk about research maybe, ideas maybe assessment sometime. ideas as well. Yeah. Uh, especially when I start really getting into it. But um, yeah, the assessment like development and stuff. That's gonna. The only difference is I think, in the, in the real world, if we were purely just developing assessments for a company, you wouldn't need IRB because it's development. Right. But, but for research, we do. And all the things are going to have the same purpose, so you might as well just yeah. do things together. You know? in, in terms of just background, Eric and I work in the same lab, but there's sub-labs within the lab, and Eric is leading the assessment lab, and I'm leading the research lab. Yeah. So we're just talking shop. Just two guys talking we're shop. Talking a little shop. <laughs> hey, we're talking about our tools. Some people have wrenches. We have yeah. surveys. Some people have... Oh, God. <laughs> some people have um, torques, torque wrenches. That's even... Oh, a torque wrench. We have, we have coal tricks. Yeah, torque wrench is the thing. Okay. It, it, it allows you to tighten bolts with certain pounds of pressure. Mm. You don't... Dude, again, 
I'm a man who knows a lot of things, a, a little thing, a little bit about a lot of things. Mm. All right. In the future, yes. Um, in the so future, this, as we kind of alluded, mm. some of the format is going to evolve a bit. It is going to evolve. It's already evolved. But it's going to continue evolving. Yeah. Uh, in the future, what we're going to do is um, and be on the lookout for this because we're probably either going to have a list up, perhaps a future guest. But what we're going to do is introduce you to guys, introduce the audience to uh, a couple of our colleagues here at CGU, Claremont Graduate University. Who are studying some really awesome things in a variety of areas, whether it be social psychology, organizational psychology, positive organizational, mm-hmm. uh, positive psychology, etc. And we're going to have them on just to kind of, A, it's not going to be an interview per se, but we'll have them on. We'll just chit chat, kind of do what we're doing. But mm-hmm. also we'll probably dive into the area of research. Um, everyone's working on either a thesis or other, actually no. They're not maybe, but they are absolutely are. <laughs> they're absolutely working on a thesis and other research projects, dissertation or dissertations, and yeah. things like that. So, uh, this is going to be a, a great resource to get just a little taste of, um, I guess, psych research that's yeah. out there, and just like how, kind of like what psychology grad students at this school, and maybe maybe it generalizes. I don't know, because what we're thinking about and the type of work that we're doing as well, too. Yeah. Plus, because I guess I don't want to talk to you just alone for every single I'm week. En- I'm enjoying it, man. I just need to get other people in here. Uh, I mean, just uh, looking at your dumb face. And dude, just kidding. I, look, I'm dude, just kidding. I can't even keep a straight face. Dude, I love I, you so much. Dude, I can't even say that. Dude, I'm a beautiful man. It's you, okay. It's true. It's Hey, it's okay. You really are. You know, hey. 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 It's okay. It's okay. Let's cheer. Let's, Let's cheer. I was going to I was gonna say we should cheer us, and then I yes. didn't. Yes. Ah. Man. Mm. Beautiful. So what do we have? Um, let's, let's preview next week, Eric. Uh, <laughs> All the thought you put into next week's episode. Uh, um, <laughs> what are we gonna talk about? Give us, give us a rundown. Give us a high level. You know, let's just hit the uh, hit the high points. Um, well, next week we're gonna be talking about the world of Warcraft. I played a lot of World of Warcraft back in the day. I mean, really? <laughs> yeah, I, did, I can did, get into did, it if you want me to. Did you do the newer the three D or did you do Warcraft? Three D. No. No, wait, oh, no, okay, okay. War, World of Warcraft. Warcraft. You're talking about the massively multiplayer online role playing uh, game. I played that. I also played Warcraft two. Played Warcraft three. I played Starcraft. Played Starcraft two. Yeah, I played. Warcraft. I played a little Hearthstone now. I played, we can't get into it now because right. if we talk wait, about that, wait, World of Warcraft or just Warcraft? Like the original Warcraft? Uh, the, I, I'm more the, the real t- the real the real time strategy game. I have more knowledge about like Warcraft three. Oh, I love Warcraft Th- three. Those yeah. types of games. Oh God, yeah. I love Warcraft three. I love real time strategy games. Uh, well, probably. Bring up topics about mm-hmm. the past week. I mean, yeah, like, as we have been. Yeah. We we um, I like to point out we haven't gone on Yahoo today, which is good. Um, I did walk into our office yesterday, and you were sitting at the computer, just browsing through Yahoo. Yeah. I, yeah. I caught you in red-handed yeah, in was, the moment you were Yahooing. I was Yahooing. <laughs> By the way, so yeah, so Googling is like when you actually use Google for useful, like as a useful tool to, to find useful information. Yahooing is when you're wasting time by looking at the news ticker. Yeah, I remember. The, I don't remember the specifics of everything you saw on there, but I know you talked about a baby, a uh, small horse. <laughs> there was some article about a small horse and how to like yeah. make your day good. Uh, actually, next week, you know what I'm going to discuss. This is going to be so not interesting, but I'm going to talk a little bit about assessments. Good. And what we're doing in the lab. Awesome. You should. And I just realized we may have to record a little bit early because I'm le- I'm going out of town next Friday, but not I'm not leaving until like 6.30. I'm catching the train to LA and then catching a flight. Oh, what you doing? Going, uh, I'm flying back to Detroit 
and my parents are going to pick me up, and we're driving down to western rural Kentucky to visit my grandparents for about a couple of days. Oh, nice. It's my, I'm calling it my delayed summer vacation because I didn't get one over the summer. Yeah. So I'm going to take one right now in the middle of the week. That's um, what you can do. Do you have to take a bus from the Union Station? Yes, you have to take a flyaway bus. Oh, just like, but it's, it's an airport bus. Though. Yeah, it's an airport bus. It's, oh. it's also like it's like nine bucks. Yeah, it's not that big a deal. How, how long is the train to get to LA? About fifty minutes from here to LA, and then like a half hour bus ride from the from the train station to the airport. So it's not s- bad. You, how much is the train? Because you might save a hundred dollars on the train. Oh, uh, the train. Yeah, the train is round trip eighteen bucks. I think. Oh yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I like taking the train anyway. Do a little yeah. reading, relax, take the bus, yeah. get there super early. Fly overnight, land, and then have to spend ten hours in the car. Yeah, but I, I need. Speaking of relaxation, I really effing need this couple of days to just not check my email, not do any work as much as possible, and just check out mentally for a little bit. Do you do that? I'm gonna try to. Yeah. Except I'm having my portfolio meeting, which is this PhD thing that we have to do here. I know over the phone though. Yeah. On Monday while I'm in Kentucky. Who, who, who are your people? Becky and Marisa. My, I'm not worried about I, it. I was so like um, mentally um, mixed up. Like I was so kind mm-hmm. of like, tired, exhausted, mm-hmm. or whatever. And I'm just, just asking me the questions. I'm like, I don't know. Just, just I, I mean, isn't saying. it basically just going through your portfolio plan? Yeah, and like justifying yeah. why those things are in there. Yeah, yeah. But so it's like, I'm fine for that. Yeah, it's like why I again I hate a lot of pageantry going through the mud. Mm-hmm. Actually, not, that makes sense. I don't think you should need a committee for your portfolio. Like, I think it should be you and your advisor. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. But it's fine. I, yeah. Both, I mean, I like both of those professors, and oh yeah, definitely. They both have a sense of what I'm trying to do with my life, oh, so yeah. it shouldn't be a problem. Yeah, we'll see though. So we'll have to do this maybe a little bit earlier. Uh, we'll what see. Time? Yeah, I don't know. We we can do this off air. No, I mean, people really care about the inner details of our lives, but maybe, <laughs> maybe not to that extent. Um, what music are you listening to nowadays? Oh, what music am I listening to? Well, this is actually kind of interesting to me, not even at all, actually. But I used to use like streaming services like Spotify or Beats, and I've really enjoyed that. Um, but I have gone on a major spending cut um, just due to some financial realities that I'm going through right now. So I canceled my Beats membership. I, so I don't have Spotify. I don't have Beats. Spotify, the free stuff is Yeah, I hate ads. Really? I hate when I'm working. Uh, I know, when I'm working, I can't enough. hear people talking. So I... Before, prior to having streaming stuff, I actually bought music on iTunes and, and whatnot. And I know some gray market ways to get music if I really want to. But I've just been listening to stuff that I bought on iTunes a long time ago. And I've got a couple albums of just instrumental electronic music that I listen to when I work. And I just made a playlist and I just listened to that over and over, basically. Are you signed up? Did you ever purchase Amazon Prime? or? Yeah, I have Amazon Prime still. You can get some free oh, stuff. I forgot they there. stream there, too. Yeah, yeah I forgot uh, about without that. Without ads. Yeah. Um, you can do like, some of their stuff, their prime stuff is free. And yeah. It, it's surprising what I found because I like, you know, hip hop stuff. Whatever. Mm-hmm. A lot of like kind of older 90s hip hop cool. stuff is on there. And I've just been listening to that stuff. Yeah. Um, I was going to cancel prime as well, but I'm still on the student one. Yeah. And if I canceled that, I wouldn't be able to get it back. Yeah. And it's like only 49 bucks a year if you're a student. Yeah. So I decided to keep it. Yeah. For, for the simple fact that it's $49 and quick shipping. Yeah. Quick shipping or, is nice. And free shipping. Yeah. Is nice. If you order from Amazon. Like, I order almost everything from Amazon. And then so. also take a. Take, Including uh, toilet paper. Take advantage of the uh, Prime Music. I, I feel yeah, like I forgot about that. I yeah, feel like I'm advertising for Amazon. I don't no, know. No, well, you know, we'll yeah, just have to get them for a sponsor next time. Yeah, yeah. You know, they've got but, deep uh, pockets. We have a broad uh, listenership. So I've, I've been listening to a lot of electronic music without lyrics. So what's electronic music per se? Like 
like Ty- uh, so one of the bands I really listen to a lot is Tycho. By the way, this is not this would not a cute to let you do it, but I, I actually do want to hear it. Yeah, yeah we'll yeah. we'll do it some other time, I guess. Oh, yeah. But uh, no, it, can, just, it, it just has it has a good you know good but driving yeah. beat, no 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 lyrics. Um, I don't actually know if it's on my iPad right, or not. It might be. Um, but in general, I like um, just go to the cloud. Oh, yeah. Go, I guess I could do that. Go. Oh, go to a networked storage. Dev- yeah, that's all it is, people. It's not a cloud. Whatever. It's so <laughs> annoying. Marketing. There we go. Um, that's example. This is actually a remixed version of a Tycho song. I'm this is. Now, I'm just now getting into like electronic type music. So I mean, it's not like it's not tech techno yeah, like, or dance right. really. Like this, this, yeah. um, this is one of the things I listen to over and over when I'm working. I also listen to video game soundtracks when I work. Interesting. There's this video game called Journey, yeah. which is incredible, and it has a really, really good soundtrack. I listen to that a lot. All right, so I'm gonna let you warn. Let me, let me warn you. Mm-hmm. This is a very slow descend. If we're about to end, I'm about to like we're about to keep on going to this conversation. I'm now curious. Um, good. We don't have a time limit. We right. can do this all day or night. Uh, and it's, it's the end of the week too, so like I I don't have anything to do after this. Here, I'm gonna put on a Journey song. I'm curious because so why do you listen to this when you do work? Can't have lyrics. Oh, oh, booming. Um, I like something interesting going on in the background, so I'm not working complete silence. I don't want there to be any human voices, and at least with the electronic stuff, less what you're hearing right now, which I'll go ahead and pause. Um, with the electronic stuff, there's usually a good beat too, which for whatever reason kind of helps me. Yes. And I know we've talked a little bit about this, like with Dude. like hip hop and stuff as yeah. well. The beat, for whatever reason, especially when there's no nobody singing over it, it just helps me like just completely drop into what I'm doing. Yeah. And then other really nice thing is I've been listening to this same group of songs for so long, even when I had the streaming stuff, probably like two or three different albums. Here, go ahead. Um, my brain just knows when it hears one of these songs, like, oh, it's work time. Because I only listen to this playlist when I work. Uh, so just the act of turning it on, like, primes me to, to work, which is nice. I am... Um... Like I, so, I, I tell you about like you know when, when I used to do like coding and programming back in mm-hmm. my a, a different self that I used to be. Mm-hmm. I wish I knew. I wish I knew that, Eric. Yeah, it's pretty much the same, Eric. But, <laughs> um, but um, too bad this isn't a video podcast. Yeah. But um, do you ever go to the website that have just like rain in the background? No, nah, that's too. That's too. Solid. I like that. That's too solid. Though. No, you do that on top of the music that you're listening to. Oh no, I don't think yeah. That. Um, but I like almost like organized chaos. I like heavy beats. Mm-hmm. But I used to program to listen to like hard like dance. I used to have I had two fifteen inch subwoofers that I had in my car. I built boxes for them. I put them in my room. Oh, I had gotta, them hooked up to receiver. You got to sign in. And I, oh, you got to sign in. I think so. Oh, okay, never mind. All right. I don't, I don't remember next time we'll we'll start off the show next time with your um, your focus music. Yeah. And the, when I go to that site, I listen to the one. So, Focus at Will is a website that claims to have like music that is. Scientifically, or at least, how do you feel the, about those claims? Uh, uh, I question the claims, but I think it's interesting mm-hmm. if they are trying to use empirical mm-hmm. results. I mean, I think that's yeah, that's cool. Not, you know, yeah, I think it's cool. Um, yeah, so that's the website. Focus at will, but I'm gonna. The one I listen to is just crazy. What's it called? Uh, it's the one that's like experiment. I don't even know if it works, but it's like the ADD one. But it, it's <laughs> literally. Oh, okay. okay. So it, it's like, but they're not making. They don't. They don't overstate their claims at all. And They're that, not curing that ADD. Yeah, what? that one. That one is like, oh, we're just trying to yeah. mess around with it. But it's so cacophony. It's like it's so much of a cacophony. Hmm. Like, it's so crazy. And for me, I'm like, oh, like especially if I take a uh, cup and a half coffee or something like yeah. that, maybe two uh, two cups, and listen to that dude, I'm in the zone. Yeah. 
but the reggae was the same way. Like at night, I would have this music just playing, like just the bass is just heavy. Where I can feel it, and it's loud. And I'm sitting there, programming. Yeah. On like we were they hacking ta- away. They taught no, they taught us Java back in. <laughs> by the way, they, they told us Java would be the thing of the future. <laughs> didn't didn't wind didn't up. Didn't quite to work be. out that way. Didn't wind up to be. That's so hilarious. But um, it's still used, but it's not yeah. used to the extent that they thought it was going to be used. Um, yeah, and I, I find that even now, when I have to really get deep into something deep, and again, I, I don't mind words as long mm-hmm. as the words sort of flow with the rhythm mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. rap is like yeah, that yeah. um so some rap is like that some rap they kind of right. break they kind of break the rhythm which yeah. i like that too but um and especially when they're not saying anything smart so i found my, <laughs> I, I found i found um like kanye west's uh jesus <laughs> yeah it's a it's, good album yeah it, it's a good album only if you have it loud enough and, <laughs> and crazy enough if you just listen to it yeah. on like crappy earphones you're not gonna really appreciate it but um, and his lyrics. I mean, I think he's even said. I think he. I've read articles about like some of the songs he didn't even have written before getting to the studio. Yeah, like in terms of lyrics, yeah. he wanted like the the beats to be like front and, and mm-hmm. center, and like deliberately made his lyrics just sometimes utterly asinine. Yeah, I mean that's that's what yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah if that's true. That's what it is. But um, yeah, it, it took me a while for that to grow on me until I realized, oh. I really concentrate when I'm like manipulating data sets to this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Good thing to notice. It's just, it's just crazy. <laughs> I studied a lot. Even sometimes studying or like reading over notes and stuff, I would use Jesus just because nice. again, he's not, he's not making me think about anything nor, nor is he like doing, it's idiotic without being completely idiotic. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He's like still saying mm-hmm. something, mm-hmm. but he's not saying the most ignorant stuff. I'm, you know? I wonder if Kanye knows that he's helping bring in a new wave of doctors, of, of, Kanye, of, what, Kanye, of scientists into this world. <laughs> Kanye West produces PhDs. <laughs> Boom. By the, by the way, that would help uh, push his ego up way past where he needs to be. Can't go any higher. I'm not making any claims about his personality at all. Anyway. But, uh, uh, all right. Yeah. All right. That's all I have to say about the music. Good. Well, I think that's a good, a good, good point to end. Little, little little Kanye. Let's go out on a little electronic music. All right, let me find let me find us a little tune. Yeah, my, one of my favorite. Uh, one of our classmates actually. Oh, see the other kind of genre of music that I really like is called post rock, mm-hmm. and all it is it's like rock but without again any lyrics. It's completely instrumental. One of our classmates is either in a post rock band or plays all the instruments himself, and it's really really good. Tell me off, Mike. I will. Music and setting. I think it's a great thing. It's a great thing to try if you haven't tried it. Um, if you need up concentrating or really getting, you know focused. play around with it experience it uh, yeah. experiment with it you know try different genres some a, people listen to symphonic music I can't this is a, this is a post-rock band I couldn't right. find any of my good electronic it's called The American Dollar it's one of my albums I guess let's do over and over when I'm working alright so thank you for uh, oh nice little fade out yeah thank you for <laughs> joining us at the file drawer mm. a podcast god this is so epic <laughs> Far too epic for this podcast. No, it's not. <laughs> we're gonna see you um, next we're, week. Not, we're not gonna see you, but hopefully, sure. hopefully, you guys will listen in next week. Maybe I'll put pictures on our website. They can come see us if they want. Maybe. Well, don't. Well, you already know where Sam stays. <laughs> yeah, they already know where I live. Let's let this play. Let's just, let's just play, play mm-hmm. for a, you know for about a minute, and then we'll fade it out. All right. And let's just listen to it. Yeah, let's do it. Let's turn it up a bit. All right. I feel like I should be doing some work right now. My brain's oh, all confused. Yeah, yeah. Where it's like, uh. 
Sam is playing the air drums or, or something right now. <laughs> I don't know. He's, I think they might have been the air maracas. Silence. Let this let this take you. Let this take you. Adolf was awesome. Thought you were. 